0: Hello, and welcome to episode 96 of the Remarkable Results Radio's Town Hall Academy. This is a very, very important summit, and one that your help is needed. In fact, it's required. We're talking engaging our kids in the automotive.
1: I think it's our responsibility as adults and as leaders of our tribe, or our car tribe, any tribe, to give the youth exactly what we needed when we were their age.
0: Welcome automotive aftermarketers to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, Carm Capriato here. Now, this is required listening if we're going to fix the technician shortage. There are important initiatives going on in our industry all over, but none can happen. Without your involvement, this episode has a few dynamic blueprints on how you can get involved. Hey, I want to thank the supporters of the Town Hall Academy, Jasper Engines, and RepairPal. Here's another reason to choose Jasper. It's their commitment to continuous improvement. Their investment in research and development, product updates, and remanufacturing processes means Jasper provides the perfect product. Hey, when it comes to RepairPal, did you know 2,200 shops and growing get an average of 8 to 12 new customer calls from RepairPal every month? There are no long-term contracts and referrals from partners like CarMax and USAA add even more value. Go to repairpal. dot com slash shops. Hey, there's a lot going on in the industry as it relates to engaging our youth. One great example of a tool you can use right now is a PowerPoint created by and for ASCCA members. Their leadership, including Rocky Cominian and John Epstein, gave me permission to give you the presentation as a download on this episode's show notes page. This is a great tool for the next career talk, PTA meeting or rotary presentation you're gonna give. Find this download and others mentioned on the show on the show notes page at remarkableresults.biz a096 and thank you to ASCCA. Now to help you get inspired and recognize the task you must commit to, listen intently to the passion my guests have for engaging our young people in the automotive, With me is Frank Lloyds from Desert Car Care in Chandler, Arizona, and host of the top-rated Wrench Nation radio show and podcast. Patrick McHugh from Bimmer Rescue in Richmond, Virginia, who has created a middle school STEM class he offers at his shop, and John Gustafson, the president and CEO of Gustafson Brothers Huntington Beach, California, who holds three student boot camps each year. And Steve Ford is with us, an auto industry veteran and award-winning broadcast journalist and educator. You'll find Steve doing volunteer work as he contributes to skilled trades and youth career outreach programs. Hey, I want you to know that this episode is is a call to you to step up and get involved in your high school or college advisory boards. Stop by a school and offer your help to the instructor or department chair. I guarantee they'll welcome you with open arms. This episode will give you many ideas on how and what to do, from volunteering to creating your own personal initiative in your business and community. If we don't, we fail because we didn't take the steps necessary to engage and help our education system and enlighten the students to the high-tech and awesome careers in the automotive. They will only know about it from you. Find the key talking points at remarkableresults.biz slash A096. And remember, your learning curve never sounded this good. What an exciting topic today. Oh, my God, engaging kids in the automotive I've got some of the best guests in the industry that are that are passionate for kids. And we know how important kids are to us in our world here today in the automotive. Frank, you you talk about meeting kids in the sandbox that they play in. And and I love that concept and philosophy.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think there's two things happening that we we could be. There's two fences that I see this uh, right now with the shortage that kind of goes hand in hand with uh, going from now hiring to now mentoring. Forget now hiring. It's all about now mentoring. So in order for us to get in through these kids, we can't expect them to come to us. So in all fairness, we all have our car clinics and we do things in the garage, but we really need to get out to where they're at, the YMCA's, any Boy Scout, Girl Scout events. And so the reason why I say this is, in my opinion, in sort of doing this for inside of t- kids are comfortable in that environment they're uncomfortable and excited to a certain point in our environment but to get out to where they're at to where they're super comfortable then we can transition them into our house and and so i've seen success doing that um here at the garage and and sort of uh, mentoring a lot of these kids that come through we'll start their backyard with MCA, uh, I is another group here uh, in East Valley where we're at, and then we action plan follow up. Start inside of our garage,
0: Frank. You we're losing you very often. Um, your your words are slurring over the Wi-Fi terribly, and uh, and I know I know that you're saying incredible things. But thank you very much for the, for for you know helping us understand that the sandbox and where we need to play. Now, uh, John, you you hold a um, a summer camp. I think it's a fascinating experience for youth. And can you tell us how many times a year? What's what it's about? And where'd you come up with the curriculum and the idea for it?
3: In Huntington Beach, the auto shop programs have all but closed. There's just one, I think, in the district. And the young people we know we have to reach to be able to get them at least interested in the auto profession, so they begin to 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 want to learn and grow into our industry over the time over years. So we created what's called um, boot camp, youth boot camp uh, for auto, and we have them during the school breaks, such as uh, spring break, summer break, and uh, winter break. So three times a year for five days at a time it's a paid program that the students are we solicit the students on our facebook page and uh our newsletters and uh at the front counter at the Gustafson brothers uh, facility and the parents sign their children up if they happen to be uh, less affluent children that want to come in uh, and we we take them 13 through 18 in this program and we call it uh once they're uh to encourage them, we call it intro to auto. And in these in these uh, five-day sessions, they go from 8 to noon, and we encourage them to be on time. We have them put their cell phones on the table, and we ask them to use them. We have them do calculations. We have them look up what is this, the meaning of VIN so they can learn certain things uh, about the industry, and, and that way they're fidgeting with their phone at the same time they're learning something we call it intro to auto because we share with them what a concept car looks like, how it gets designed in charcoal and then clay. And then uh, once engineering takes over and then uh, manufacturing distribution, sales, financing, insurance, and uh, service and repair, collision repair, and ultimately recycling customization fits in there too. But so we take them with a, structured program from in these five days these uh 20 hours from the concept to uh dismantling and recycling and every day there's a worksheet and there's a purpose they also get hands-on every day because they don't the, the young people don't sit well so we take a uh, single cylinder Briggs apart and put it back together uh, take the head off of a v6 uh, engine and a stand a number of things along the way to encourage them to um, to uh, show us with their hands and their minds that they're interested in the profession.
0: John, let me let me, let me stop you for a minute. Fabulous, fabulous. In fact, uh, if anyone's listening to this, they're going to say, um, we got to do this. But more importantly, how did you get this idea? Where was the impotence to start this?
3: In our market, because the schools don't teach auto, We built a uh, 5,000-square-foot warehouse, used half of it for collision parts and the other half for training center. And we intended from the beginning back in 2010 to have a school that was uh, a satellite of the high school system. But if you know anything about regulatory uh, bodies in California, it's almost impossible to get the school to step up and and make a program work that's not within their uh, – Uh, career interest.
0: Okay, take us to the, after the five days are done, what kind of uh, feedback are you getting from the students?
3: We actually get feedback daily. They have a worksheet at the end of the day that was that that is intended for them to fill out, and we collect them at the end of the day. They they grade the program based on content and delivery, and whether it was relevant to what career paths did they see within the content, and uh, would they recommend it to a friend?
0: Have you seen any of them go on to uh, stay inside the industry to go to post secondary?
3: Yes. Well, let me back up. the The few that are eighteen have an opportunity to go to post secondary. Post secondary, and two have the thirteen year olds are still in um, uh, entry level high school, late uh, junior high, and so they're not yet. Eligible to get into post-secondary.
0: Okay, uh, Frank. In, in what you do inside the shop. By the way, the, the social media picture that we have is Frank and, and, and just I got had to be twenty kids with you, Frank, inside the shop. And I've seen some of the videos of what you do. Is what you're doing similar to what John is, or is it a kind of a just a couple hour event?
2: Absolutely. So you know, we talk about processes. We talk about our business models, and really, what's new. How are we going to incorporate a few more pages to mentor these kids? we got to mentor. Um, I want to bring up something because I think uh, with, with John and Patrick and, and what Steve's going to talk about is many of us are stretched for time, right? It seems like this economy has got us blazing away. I want to say that at John's uh, school, it's very easy for John to say, hey, Frank, pick up a phone, let's chime in live, and can you show the kids what you're doing that's pretty interesting at the garage? So I want to leave people with the nuggets that, you know what, we're all busy. But that's not a good excuse. Pick up the phone and help out your instructors. One of the things that we can all agree, uh, and we all get the emails, the advisory board emails, there's 100 people and maybe four people show up. You know what, it's time for us to use technology. So if you could make it to an advisor, and and in your gut and your belly, you want to be a part of this. Pick up a phone, offer to the instructor a specific time that says, "Hey, I can call in through the phone and let's do a Facebook Live."
0: That's a great idea. So,
2: just want to put it out there because a lot of us listening right now. We hey, it's it, definitely we can all respect our time, but we need from us within organically. No one else is going to do it. We need to help John. We need to help Patrick. We need to help Steve. I could use all the help in the world on all levels, but I'm just saying let's get there with technology.
0: I love it. I truly love it because uh, I, I don't think many of us have thought about you know, if we can't leave the business and invest in that extra hour commute time, Frank, and you know how tough commute times are in these big cities, we can we can do it with technology. Be a guest instructor through technology because every classroom that I know of has some kind of way to project. And they're all internet connected. Wow, uh, that that was wonderful. Okay, STEM, Patrick. Uh, when I interviewed you back, I was just just awed by the, the concept of having uh, a science, technology, engineering, and math class. But be, I have to I have to beat you to the punch. <laughs> the thing that i loved about what patrick did is he calls it what do you call it cheap marketing or something i can't quite remember lazy lazy lazy, lazy. it was fabulous lazy marketing he basically went to his uh, his his customers and says listen i'm gonna have a stem class here do you know any kids in middle school who would love to come and he uses customers to recruit
1: yep so uh what frank and uh John have been talking about number one i praise you guys you guys are just doing fantastic things like just gave me get, get, puts tingles down my spine thinking of the work that you've put into like our next generation of auto technicians. I, on the other hand, don't have the time to do like what you guys, the things you're doing on the level you're doing them. Um, But I have to, I have to get off my butt and do it. I have to do this. I'm very passionate about youth and, and, and helping people grow. Um, Because a lot of people did that for me when I was 14, you know, there were heroes in my life that took me under the hood of the car and got me Interested and set me down a path, so I have to do that for other people. It's just something I have to do. But I'm 33 years old. I've got three kids or two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I have literally about zero time to to devote to this. So I have to take a lazy approach. And I, I hope this will resonate with a lot of the other shop owners that are in the same boat as me, that are just just trying to grow their businesses, trying to be successful, trying to be profitable, ha- and don't have a lot of extra time for this stuff. I have to take a lazy approach. So what I do is I. I find an advocate, somebody who I know is connected with kids of this age and I say, "Hey, you want to do a STEM class? Bring me the kids. Do the hardest part of the job for me, which is find the kids and bring them to me. I will I'll do the rest." You know, the to me the class is easy. The once you get them in it's a basic curriculum and you know that we've designed and it's very easy. It's getting the kids to show up and getting the sign-up sheets straight. So I've basically found ways to get other people to do that work. For me, you know, I find people in my community that that will um, bring bring kids to me. And last weekend we had a class STEM class. We did two sessions: one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Uh, Boys in the morning, girls in the afternoon. I taught 21 kids how to change a tire, how to jumpstart a car. We talk about um, energy, Uh, chemical energy is in the gasoline, and mechanical energy is what we need. How do we turn chemical into mechanical? And what are the byproducts through friction? We have heat energy. We have to get that heat out. You know, we, we get really into the, the science of it. It is just so much fun. And you know, as you all know, some of the kids latch on and just go dive in and they're asking these really cool questions. And some of the kids at worst will leave knowing how to change a tire or knowing how to jumpstart a car. So I, I think I want all the listeners out there to know that you do not have to create a giant school. You don't have to deal with political school system and stuff. But you do have to do something, and there are very easy ways to do it that require about three hours of time on a Saturday, and that's about it. You know, that, that's all I really – that's all the time I have. And I'm still – you know, there, there's probably hundreds of kids out there that know how to jumpstart a car because of me and because of, you know, the stuff that I'm doing. And I hope maybe one of them will come to our industry. One or two of them maybe will come to me and work for me in my shop, you know. How cool would that be? So,
0: Patrick, is part of your dialogue uh, uh, trying to explain or show a career path?
1: Absolutely. So we devote the, the last about 20 minutes of the session to going on Indeed.com and Google and looking up um, careers in Richmond and what do they pay and what, you know, and then we lay out what you would do to take that path. There's a, there is a community college in, in Richmond that that has night classes you can take even in high school. Um, I also try to highlight that you don't have, maybe this STEM stuff isn't for you, but what if you're good with people? You know, we need good service advisors. We need people who can sell cars. We need people who can can design cars. You know, there's more to it than just technical, you know, being a technician stuff. So, yeah, we always point them down the path, um, you know, that they might want to take.
0: Okay, your customer's engine or transmission has failed, but now is not the time for them to trade their vehicle. Not without a working engine or transmission. Besides, would they have kept their vehicle another three to five years if their engine or transmission had not let them down? Well, if you answered yes, then Jasper Engines and Transmissions is your choice to give your customer's vehicle new life and many thousands of miles of enjoyable driving performance. When considering the high cost of a new or newer used vehicle, there's a pretty good case to be made for your customers to replace a drivetrain component that has failed or is delivering poor performance, rather than trading their car, truck, van, or SUV. Install a quality remanufactured Jasper product for less than your customer would have to invest in a different vehicle. Go to jasperengines.com to learn more about the money-saving value of Jasper. Carm here, and I'm with RepairPail Certified Shop Owner David Johnson of DJ Auto in Provo, Utah. Hello, Carm. So did the evaluation that they did for you bring some insights into your business, for example, your customer service?
3: Well, we have a premium repair facility here, so we fell right into their criteria. That was the easiest part. It's fun seeing our industry change, and they have a lot to do with that.
0: The fair price estimator, how do you use it?
3: The fair price estimator, we'd leave that for our customers to, to use for the most part. But the best part about that guide is if someone has some questions, you can lead them to see the same screen that you're seeing to help them walk through an estimate to, so that they can sometimes better understand it. I think many of the younger generation are very, very technically savvy and they want to see it. They want to play with it. They want to put it in their hands. And when they know that it looks good on their end, they're more comfortable doing it for you on your end. It's, it's a powerful tool because it helps us communicate with our client base.
0: Here's a reminder to get in on the December swag. We'll have a random drawing in the first week of January 2019. Get a collector's coffee mug and mouse pad. The password for December 2018 is wisdom. <laughs> hey, Steve, I want to get you in here. Um, you know, when we start to think about our skilled trades, and a technician is one of them, be it, call it mechanic or whatever, uh, we're, we're hurting for that. And, and this is what this grassroots stuff is about. I know you're working hard for that.
4: Uh, Thank you, uh, first of all. And I have to tell you how fun it is to be with all of you because what each of you might agree with and others out there is it's so neat to think, yeah, you know, uh, none of what we're talking about is relying on public education. And public education has done a wonderful job or we wouldn't be in our careers. The problem is public education said, well, you know, we're advancing. The globe is moving forward. So we're sorry. That you kids and all you instructors are not relevant anymore, and and that's kind of I'm sounding like a militant. So sorry, guys, but I tr- I was an auto shop student and an auto shop teacher turned my life into a. I'm on a field trip for 35 years, and I'm I go back and see my auto shop teacher. He was at my wedding. He's at my Thanksgiving. He's we're at his house on Christmas. He's family, and I'm, I know most of you guys know the camaraderie of the car industry. It's the most dimensional and exciting field you can go into. And the reason so many other uh, fields, trades, want our auto shop students and our technicians is because we do plumbing, electrical, problem solving, critical thinking. You know, you guys know I'm not going to preach. This is the true choir. So, uh, yeah, um, Carm, I really appreciate what everybody's saying. And it's interesting that it echoes to me. I'm, I have two teenagers now, so I'm about to get one off to college. So I'm about to get more free time. But the idea of that lazy marketing is fantastic because that's collab- collaborative. Uh, that's collaborative work that makes you know we all have our excuses not to do things. Every you know there's a great quote I heard. Everybody has the power to do nothing. so each of you guys are not accepting that quote you're saying everybody has the power to do something you have you have little kids that are three years old then you you come up with a way to break through so Carm, with respect to your time and others speaking i'll pull back i could just listen and not talk i'm doing things that are similar
0: steve you you talked to me about contagious collaboration in because does that kind of define what patrick's doing
4: exactly you know the thing I've found, and you and I have talked, obviously, over the past year since I first met you uh, about this incredible topic that 15 and 20 years ago would have been a much better time for us to be doing this. Nothing wrong with us doing it today. Thank God we're here. But you know, a lot of people in the auto industry were innocently standing by thinking that public education was envisioning the same future we envision, which is the on-ramp to <laughs> STEM is hands-on. STEM is, is the ultimate STEM class for 50 years was auto shop. yep. And is that fair. So, um, yeah, to your point and to, to tie that down, uh, Patrick. Yeah. And Frank and John, you know, you guys are awesome because you're, you're telling everybody who's watching and everybody who will watch this town hall that you don't need a prescription handed to you. You're entrepreneurs, be entrepreneurs in education, You know, that's what we need because auto shop's not coming back as it was in the 20th century. It's not even needed. You know, tune ups, setting the timing, uh, rebuilding a carburetor. That was what we did in the 20th century. Today, we're computer technicians and the public doesn't know it.
1: So uh, an interesting thing, too. uh, I know there's listeners out there. Once again, they're in the same boat as me. They're they're busy, still wondering, well, I don't know if I really need to do this. These STEM classes have opened up doors for me that I didn't think would ever open up. I I make sure that when uh, fifteen kids come to my class that their parents come as well. So standing around the back of the kids are all the parents of all the students, and they're listening just as much as the kids. I guarantee there are parents out there that don't know how to jump start a car or, um, uh, you know, jack uh, jack up a car and change a tire. Doors open up when you're talking to these parents. One of the parents that was in my class is turned out to be. Um, in the Virginia House of Delegates, uh, she she's in politics, and after the class, she reached she reached out to me and said, "This is like the coolest STEM class we've ever had. All the STEM classes that my kid has been to, a lot of them haven't been ha- hands on; they've been just tours of factories and walking around. And just so you let my kids touch electrical wires together and make sparks and realize there's energy inside the wires and stuff like that." And and I told her, "Listen, if you ever need my voice, you know how passionate I am. Just let me know. You know, like." And another one of them is a commercial real estate agent. Guess what I'm looking to buy right now? I'm trying to buy a building, my first building for a shop. So now she's out there looking for buildings for me. You know, like doors open up and what better referral to get than, than from a parent who came to your STEM class? You know, this stuff just totally spreads good and it, it, it's nothing bad comes from it.
0: Let's talk about the engagement. Frank, I know that, you know, uh, on day one, when you said, hey, I'm going to go out and involve youth because I love youth. You hang out with youth all the time. Give us some advice, everyone, on how we can get this to really happen.
2: So one thing I I think we all need to consider, and I want to follow a very good point that John brought up earlier. John, when he has these kids in his class, are going right to the cell phone. What I want folks to start thinking about is we, for years, had a tendency, we took these kids, if they were entry level, and we got them involved with fluids. I think what we need to do is turn that completely around, get them involved with checking data stream with the lead technicians, get them involved in identifying that these cars have controlled area networks. I I think that is where their head is at. That is where their brain is at. You know, I mentioned that We are in a me economy. We cannot force the widget of a triangle anymore into the circle by way of, well, we're going to put this kid and he's going to, he's going to pour the oil in. We have to get them, we have to get sexy by way of where their head is. When I say sexy mechanical, and I'm careful how I say that, guys, but I'm telling you that these kids, they want to see technology. And if we don't initially give them the opportunity for that, they will get bored, move on, and we will lose them to all the industries that are doing that very thing. Uh, Patrick mentions the stem cell program. Uh, excuse me, the stem programs from that by way of not even thinking about all these opportunities. And I always said, you put car people together, put us in government. We'll take care of it all. And so, uh, kudos to you, for uh, uh, Patrick, for uh, for getting uh, some great uh, networking and, and all that kind of stuff. But we have to get these kids into technology first. All the other stuff is byproduct. So just remember that when you mentor a student or you have a younger C-level individual, we can't forget that.
1: During our STEM classes, the one of the first things we do, we don't really get into fluids and basic stuff that much. We get the um, Autologic scanner out. We plug it into a BMW, and I show the kids how to activate the headlights. And on the car, the test car that we used last time, it had those headlights that turn left and right and up and down. And we manipulated the headlights and made them move around. And then we made the, the, the taillights turn on. And I was and trying to get them to correlate the fact that when you're pushing that button, you're placing a request to a computer, which decides if it's safe to turn the headlights or close the windows. Or, and then the, compu- the computer relays, you know, a message to the motor. And and um, they their, their eyes lit up. I didn't really see that coming, but they – they wanted, they made the car do something, you know, they, they manipulated the car. They're used to doing that stuff. So we we love that. I love that. That's great. The margin that we're all talking about is that
4: one step beyond our beaten path and unknown to us in past years, kids imagine 20 graduating classes of high school students, not knowing the difference between a Phillips and a slotted or a blade screwdriver. I went with picture cars who did the uh, Fast and Furious. I was next to them in a middle school a few weeks back. And um, we got talking. I'm a car guy, and I'm there volunteering. I got called because I'm a graduate of Granada Hills High School, and I speak to my high school as a guest speaker, by the way, you know whenever i'm out doing appointments or as journalists or whatever the things i'm doing i'll call schools and spend 20 minutes at a school nearby so just a, a side note i'll speak to six four to six schools a month typically and i and i'm a dad and i've got work at, at the same time so i i respect it's not like i'm heroic but each of us is a hero if we speak to one school to those students because nobody else is going in unless it's the local napa or carquest or you know, O'Reilly, or I, I don't know what people might be, or, or salespeople and marketing, regional people from the aftermarket, com, CARM. Um, but what I want to uh, know is that when we reach over that margin and anything we're doing, uh, I would submit three things I've done, CARM, that I've talked to you about and I'd share with the other gentlemen uh, and folks that might be viewing this. Uh, I wasn't sure when I went out in past years where the opportunities would come up. Uh, but yesterday I spoke to a rotary club uh, with uh, Van Nuys High School as my guest, with Skills USA students there, and I introduced them. I'd be happy to carry on speaking about this topic, but I wanted to be the the person who would introduce some great students. And four Skills USA students came with us the instructor, Mr. Joe Grusso from Van Nuys High School, and they wowed that Rotary Club. And that Rotary Club has engaged those students talking for 15 minutes after our program about volunteering, coming to their schools. These aren't automotive people. But then the students, one of them wants to be a neurosurgeon. One wants to be an engineer. One wants to be Uh, a, a, a physicist or something along those lines. Now I know why Mr. Grusso brought those students because these are auto shop students. They came in to work with their hands and they do know the difference between a Phillips and a blade or slotted screwdriver. But when I was at that school, that middle school, I ended up drawing two circles for every kid that walked by our station and I, you know, you can get carried away on the psychology of what, what these represent or something, you know, it's a squiggle or whatever, you know, what does it mean? What I asked them was, if I asked you to go get a screwdriver, what are you going to get? They said, I'll go get a screwdriver. I said, if I say a Phillips, what are you going to get? They said, it's a screwdriver, right? I said, yeah, but you need to know what kind of screwdriver do I want? And they typically have this look on their face of what? And I, and I draw the circles and I draw an X and I'd say, have you ever seen a screw that looks like that? Oh, yeah, you know, at restaurants, inside cars, on the walls. That's a Phillips screwdriver. So if I send, a, send you off to get a screwdriver, you don't get the right tool. And they giggle and talk, and these are middle school <laughs> students. And they walk off, and I say, go home and ask your parents if they know what a Phillips screwdriver is. <laughs> yeah. That's the margin, right? You know what I mean? So we're engaging in a conversation. So, Patrick, you're a role model for all of us because, you know, for me, I hope I can inspire others. Any, any men and women watching in our field, okay, if you can see any kids and ask them if they know the difference between a, blade and a, a Phillips and a, a, a slotted screwdriver, you, you know, one – and I'm going to close on this. One is an X and one is a line. That's my training module for my two minutes of instruction to any student, okay? So that's how easy it is to make a difference, and I did that to about 100 students, and I looked over at uh, uh, the gentleman who was from Picture Cars, and we laughed, and I said – Class is, that class is complete for me. I was here about careers. <laughs> but know. we're starting really basic here to say you can now be more manually competent. Have a nice mm-hmm. day and don't forget the car culture. See ya.
1: Yeah, go take you, something apart. <laughs> yeah,
4: right, right. Don't, don't let your, kid, your parents catch you with that toaster until it's all spread out on the table. Exactly. You are you're going to need a slotted, you know. So these ideas. Um, so I, I joined the Murphy Auto Museum nearby. They have 100 cars from, you know, 100 years of cars. We, we have now – we had no program. Now we engage the Girl Scouts. When they call us, we have curriculum. We have – we have tools set aside, we have cutaways of alternators and radiators and things like this, and we do the the teens clinic, we do the tire changing jump start, we walk around ancient cars, and I point to a leaf spring, and I say, doesn't that look like what you see on a wagon, you know, from the old west? Yeah, yeah, what do you call that? That's a suspension, right? That's a leaf spring, let's go over and look at a coil spring. Now mm-hmm. we're putting the vocabulary in there, I'm not going to try to take them deep into the car, mm-hmm. but we, we're the margin between saying, you know, we see them at car Shows. Oh, look at them with their sons and daughters. You know, and that's why I said in Carmen in your, in your show notes, at every cars and coffee, the hoods are up and a bunch of old guys and gals walking around saying, Is it a Holly? Is that a Letterbrook? You know, it's pretty cool. Well, to me, it's like the kids don't even know what we're talking about. As soon mm-hmm. as we look down to them and we say, Can you find the engine? Oh, that's easy. It's right there. Can <laughs> you find the can you find the radiator? Yeah. And and then they're like What's a radiator?
0: You're talking about doing things on purpose and not just letting all this assumed knowledge that we think we have is going to get itself, find itself into these next generations.
4: True, And we're the ones, not, nobody else is going to rescue our nation right now. We are the ones. I'm not talking about political speech. I'm talking about, it's the way we've always been. I think Patrick alluded to this. I know I've talked to John on the phone before and I can tell Frank's a, you know, a fire, a spark where he is, you know, um, we are we are inspired by people like us that's why Patrick said I can't not do this that's he can't live by I have the power to do nothing you know so So
0: thank you uh, Steve uh, Patrick where do we duplicate this Uh, how do we duplicate uh, you know where did it come from within how could we share with the other 250,000 shop owners that are out there whatever that number is to get them to dig down
1: it's easy. You got to look back at, at where you came from and where you were when you discovered what a, an X or a minus sign was. And I know exactly where I was. I was in my basement and neighbors were bringing me toasters and blenders and, and stuff. And I, I I tinkered down there. I had a basement. I had screwdrivers. I had a mom who was okay with me doing that stuff. Then later on, I had other heroes. My dad, um, bought an old car that we fixed up together and then a neighbor had a lift in his garage and took me to the next level. We just got to be there for these kids along the way. Yeah,
0: but it's not uh, happening today. I mean, you're, they're not, are they going to take a, take apart their Nintendo and is that the same?
4: Bicycle? Lawn bicycles? Anything. You yep. know, um, right? You can, t- listen, Remember in school, you guys. How many of you were unscrewing and opening up your mm-hmm. pen, taking out the spring, modifying it maybe, seeing what what it, what it would do if you took the spring out, or you know, maybe I, who doesn't know the inside of a Parker pen who works on cars? they don't look yeah. at. I'm not saying you have to disassemble the whole thing, but you know. I think it's really cool that my son is 14 and and loves video games and technology, but he's out there he, – he was 12 when he was doing tie rods with me in our garage complaining, you know, <laughs> come on, I want to go do my video game. I mean, but now – I, when I go out with friends and I, they say, "Does your son know about cars?" I say, "This guy's changed tie rods and he glows." You know. Mm-hmm. Now the fact—sorry, Carm—he's no, a sports
0: no, no, guy. No, 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 no. Thank you for that. But it got me to think. Of asking Frank, Frank, do you see the glow in the in the eyes of of, of the kids that come in the shop?
2: One of the benefits uh, we can do our show, our car talk show, anywhere. And I decided three years ago to do it at one of the premier technical high schools in the country. In fact, I was uh, in-house with Mike Rowe in Kentucky a few years back. We did the Skills USA. This is the gig. And people buy from people that are interested in what they're doing that can talk about it. These kids, if they can talk it about uh, this programs that we're talking about to themselves and their peer group, they're not listening to us half the time. So when I can get these kids on the show talking about their success, peer-to-peer is what sells. You know, as far as they, they're concerned, you know, all these guys, they're talking about carburetors and whatnot. But if they're talking the language of their peer group, and so one of the parts and components of our show is brand reach. And the me economy, it hasn't changed much. We did it when we were kids. Hey, if we were messing with an erector set, bam, the kids next door were messing with an erector set because that was the cool thing to do, erector sets. Now if they're drift racing and they want to get into suspensions and things like that, perhaps my NHRA background may not mix with that. We have to remember... Peer-to-peer, meet them where they're at, or else we're not working smarter. So I would like to add, because this will be continuum, if there's any instructor, shop owner, student that wants to come on our show, we dedicate the fourth quarter of our show to anything community and education. There's no hoopla. You call us, you're on the show, whatever we can do to promote. It's one of the reasons why I created this show and this platform.
4: Isn't that a perfect example of Frank saying if I don't do this, why not? Why am I not doing this? I've got a radio show. I can make real estate available to lift up these students. And if every automotive radio show, if every auto repair shop, and I know that's dramatic, but you know, it's not out of the question because uh, I was, the, the event that I went to yesterday, the Rotary Club, we spoke with this auto instructor. I had spoken to them two years ago. Through them, I ended up being directed to a juvenile delinquent center where I teach a class once every month on a Saturday to kids – who have zero connection with society almost they'd be in juvenile hall if they weren't at this this intermediate campus which is a kind of like a little neighborhood with its own school and church and so on and they're unreached and if they don't get reached they're they're dropped off into society with no skills so what i'm what i'm looking back on is the uh, opportunity to to step over that margin in every capacity that we're in so that when I was at the the Rotary Club meeting yesterday, the instructor told that audience, which was 30 people or 25 people, whatever the number was, otherwise unaware, all influentials, all opinion leaders, all entrepreneurs, and all in the community as Frank and Patrick and John would know about our our ripple effect in our own communities. And to my dismay, I thought there were 10 auto programs in the Los Angeles Unified School District. Now, understand, we're the second car capital of the nation. We, we have too many cars, but we're car people in Southern California. And John and I, and, and I'm, I mean, Frank, Patrick, you know, it really radiates across the nation. Vic Edelbrock was L.A., you know, um, you know, Edis Scandarians, LA, all these people, and it emanated the hot rod culture from largely Southern California and, and a lot of stuff from the East Coast. But the reality is that you'd think in Los Angeles we would have more than 10 auto shops in our high schools, right? You know, we're like New York, second to New York in population. We had 100 autos, auto programs in 1985. 100. Now we have seven as of yesterday. And the instructor, I'll be talking to him after the show, in fact, to call and say, which three? He said three of those seven are now about to be closed. And I'm thinking, okay, you're the state of California, John. You mentioned it, you know, about the state of California. God bless California. It's a fun state. (laughs) We're kind of whacked. I mean, I like being whacked here, too. It's like we got the ocean and Venice Beach and our own Coney Island kind of Santa Monica Pier and this type of thing. And then the Silicon Valley, which is a wild place in itself of great ideas and innovation we should be ahead of everybody in innovation and education. We led the nation. Remember remember California only for auto parts back in the 70s and 80s? The U.S. looked to California to lead the nation on advanced technology and emission control. And we had the lowest training support for our top level technicians in the nation. And now we're going from seven auto shop programs in Los Angeles to four. So my observation is, that's how fast this thing's going the opposite direction, and here we are in a small enclave on panels on a TV on a computer screen. It the word has to get
0: out. With you saying that, it brings even more credence to the discussion that we're having here, and, and that uh, it, it, we know how important our uh, you know our technician shortage issue is. And I really think that the industry is uh, is accepting the fact that we've got to do an awful lot about it. John, um, I want to ask you, uh, Patrick. Uh, Frank is there anything you'd be willing to share with the audience as a download um, any kind of uh, you know you've, you've done so much work Patrick on STEM you created this thing you've got your outline John you've got a five day boot camp um, okay I want to do this why would anyone who wants to do this have to reinvent the wheel is there anything you guys could, would be willing to share to help people get this going
3: I've got that one The Auto Talent Co-op that we created is truly a co-op to take the best of what everybody does and get it out there for the rest of the profession to take charge of. So the Auto Talent Co-op is what we created as a nonprofit to grow interest in the profession and refill the pool of technical people who don't exist currently.
0: By the way, when John and I did an episode probably two months ago now, John, we talked all about ATC, the Auto Talent Co-op. Is what you're saying that this, this,
3: if you will, class outline appears in there? The, the Auto Talent Co-op is five core groups that have five people per action group, we call them action pods, that meet once a week. And the five pods, the first three are the critical ones. They are career path pod then there's recruiting and then there's training and there's five members on each one of these pods the last two are sustainable and must-have and that's where the vendors get involved and um there there are there are people on the street
0: but if someone wanted to create a five-day um boot camp would you help them get started absolutely okay that's all I care about. Look in the show notes when this uh, when this podcast is republished by next Wednesday and look for the email to John. John, can we put your email on there? <sighs> Absolutely. Thank you. Patrick, what about you?
1: I'd love to help. Um, the saddest thing to me about this whole topic is that I'm pushing so hard and I'm, I think I might be one of the only shops in town, in my city, that, that's doing this. And uh, if anybody wants a very simple, very basic, very loose curriculum, on doing an adult or a kid's STEM class, about a two or three hour session. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll give it to you, put it in the show notes as well. I'll share it. If you want to contact me personally, I'd be happy to walk you through some more of the nuts and bolts of how this works. There are certain pitfalls. There, You've got to be very safety conscious during this stuff. There are some risks here. Um, there are pitfalls you can fall in that I'll help you through. If anybody wants a personal session with me, you know, I'll walk you through how to make this happen. If you don't have a lot of time and you just want to help some kids learn some stuff, um, let me know. I'm, I'm happy to spread spread it around. So You know,
0: he, he said a mouthful there. There are some pitfalls. So when someone decides to pull off any kind of major program like this, uh, there's that learning curve that way we all go through in everything we do and the beauty of getting your wisdom after having done so many of these will help us not fall into a pit as you say patrick every single town hall academy goes places that i never expected it or it to go uh, no no doubt i had a really strong feeling based on the panel that is here that this thing was going to be a home run, and I, the only wish that I had, I guess, is after I always close out these shows and I I reflect on on uh, some of the life changing um, comments that came out of 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 the show. Uh, I, I I hope this will make a difference, and if we can get. You know, I'd love to be able to set a KPI that I cannot measure, and that would be that a thousand shop owners in the next two weeks will do something that you guys are doing or that we recommend that they do to get more engaged in, the, in, in, in our youth, in our industry. So let's go around the room and, you know, please, maybe it's a, uh, you know, mono to mono plea to the rest of the industry to tell them, you know, hey, get off your best intention and do this. John, let me start with
3: you. You know, I'm uh, really focused on the uh, generous amount of knowledge that we have to have in this uh, profession. And I hope that people listening to this broadcast will look at the website for the nonprofit we have, the autotalentco-op.org, and sign up to participate. We can make a difference taking best practices and making them available to everybody. And I've made a uh, copious amount of notes from everybody here on how I can improve the programs that we are already doing. And I'd love to beam in and be on, um, uh, one of Frank's, uh, uh, be on like a webcast at the same time with these students in the room at one of the summer camps, uh, uh, intro to auto.
0: How cool is that? You know, Frank, that that, that was a home run, Frank. Um, and I don't know why we haven't thought deep and hard enough about that, but it doesn't necessarily always mean that we need to be in front of education. We could be, you know, Patrick, someday you could just get Frank to come on your STEM class and, you know, put him up on the big screen and, you know, let Frank do his his, his passion for, for youth and, you know, get, get him some new listeners too, because uh, if people are going to be interested, then they're going to want to hear the things that are going on in, in every one of your worlds. And especially the way, the way Frank is engaging youth down there. Um, Frank, let me go to you next.
2: Yeah, I'd say, you know what, just get started. Don't get complicated. Keep it simple. Meet them where they're at. We all have our individual unique talents. There are kids out there, and we did not mention this. Uh, going back to John, uh, Steve out of Ventura, we're drag racing against gangs, graffiti. There are a lot of misguided youth out there, and those programs are hungry for garages. Uh, the police chief out of uh, uh, Ventura, California, who is now the City of Phoenix police chief, City of Phoenix has brought that program here. We're looking to bring that program in our backyard here in the East Valley. So think out of the box a bit, but do you. Be passionate about it. These kids need us. And we just happen to fix cars. Let's not forget that. So keep it simple. Absolutely. Get your phone. These instructors, they need help. And if you want to be on the show about any program, you know that's a vessel. So I'd leave it at that.
0: Thank you, Frank. By the way, next Wednesday, I'm going to do a Carmcast from Erie Community College. I'm an advisory board there. We're having our open house career day there. And so I decided that I'm going to broadcast live and hopefully with a student or two and maybe even a uh, person from the industry looking to recruit students. And, and I, you know, I'm doing my part. Maybe I should be doing more, but I'm doing my part. Thank you so much. Patrick, I'll give you the last word. Steve, you're next thanks um, I'll, I got a couple
4: of bullet points uh, again, as I said in the show notes, you know the nation's very concerned uh, with this hands on issue. The reality is i can 't imagine any conversation we could enter into in any restaurant, any business without people nodding their heads so the, uh, frank 's approach all of the approaches are terrific, but Frank, I love what you 're saying because what I would tell you folks is uh, collectively here but also anybody watching i 'm not affiliated with anything, and i don 't have any Uh, place to point people to except tech force or auto talent co-op or frank's radio show or patrick in his own backyard because that's what he's doing I, i mean at the collective thing that i'm seeing here is kids yearn to be a part of a tribe we have the highest suicide rate in history the highest dropout rate in history and we're on on a conversation here inside of a little enclave it should be you know you see silos across the nation at farms no farm without, it doesn't have a silo. If, if the silo is there to supply that community or that farm, we're the silos. And if we're working independently, I'm thrilled. You can go to Tech Force or Auto Talent Co op or the, what's the apprenticeship? Our friend Mike Davidson. What's the name of this apprenticeship? You guys know. I mean, with all due respect, you've got, we need 10 tech forces. And we are those 10 tech forces. Tech force is a, is a big rock dropped in the pond that we are. But we have to be at the other end of the pipe. They're the top of the pyramid. What, what Frank's talking about is, is like dropping out of a helicopter. You're, you're a paratrooper. You, know? you don't have the cavalry. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit there and cry? Or are you gonna get up and start figuring out how to find, make fire and build your tent? So what my point is, is homeschools, churches, PTAs need speakers. Rotary clubs need speakers. Um, go to your, this is something I've never said before. I want you guys all to listen and know this is to me. I know I'm a hot rodder. Okay. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm not an agent of the status quo. Okay. So I want, and I have walked into auto program advisory councils or administrators offices. And as an individual, I've also walked in, in you know, on duty in behalf of the industry when I've been working in this capacity of youth outreach. And I've asked people who are out in our audience to think what's going to happen if you don't have a lot of time and you've got little kids and you've got a busy business pick up the phone call your local high school ask for the principal or the vice principal or anybody who will take your call as they're scared to think an auto instructor is calling oh my gosh what am I going to tell him or her you know what I mean and you say can you tell me what your budget is for your auto program and even if they don't have one I'd love you to call on that level we don't have one Really? Why not? That's a phone call. Now, that's sort of the militant side. The polite side would be they have an auto program. What's your budget? Number one, they better know. Number Mm -hmm. two, if they know, they better be proud of that number because you're a stakeholder in that school. And if we did that all these years, I promise you, L.A. would not be moving down to four auto programs if shops were calling. They don't know to call. So I submit that. And in closing, I would remind you, you have a local auto museum in almost every city and they don't have enough volunteers. Why aren't automotive technicians the awesome volunteers that we can be at an auto museum? What a great background to teach about cars and that you got the environment, you got the space. Um, you know, if you go out to your local community, it's about you, Frank. Like you said, we're all ambassadors and we can go do this.
0: Thank you. Well, well said, well said in the museum piece is something I wrote down. That's going to be my biggest takeaway. And I think uh, in every community we can do something with it. Patrick, Thanks for being here. Thank you all for being here, by the way. Before I let you all go, let me thank Frank. Uh, Patrick, just hang in there because I know you're going to hit a home run here. Thank to Frank Lloyds from Desert Car Care and Wrench Nason, John Gustafson from Gustafson Brothers and ATC. Patrick McHugh from Bimmer Rescue, Richmond, Virginia. And Steve Ford, the car guy at all. Uh, Patrick, last word.
1: So I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I think it's our responsibility as adults and as leaders of our tribe or our car tribe, or any tribe, to give the youth exactly what we needed when we were their age. And, and, and that's what we need to do. That's why I focus on 14-year-old kids because that's when I blossomed and uh, you know, developed as I mean, my, my skills. So just keep that in mind. If you're, if you're struggling with your why, why should I do this? Just keep that in mind. Give kids what you needed at that stage.
0: Beyond my expectations, guys, have a great weekend. Thank you all so much for contributing to the Town Hall Academy. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time.